Hey there, Kirsten Halverson here, CEO of Harness Your Power, an equine-inspired healing and growth company. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. My mission is simple. It is to help you see your worth and potential for growth. You matter and you have value, and I seriously cannot wait to show you that. Hey guys, I'm so excited for tonight. I have a special guest here and I'm excited um, to share him with you. Um, I found him on social media and um, being so open and willing to share his story and be vulnerable. And he's honestly been a light um, in my social media feed, which is rare and hard to find these days. So every time I see his Facebook stories and his, his TikToks on Facebook stories, they just like brighten up my day. And he really shares a lot of um, positive, amazing things. I'm excited to share with you today. So without further ado, I am going to introduce you to Tyler. And Tyler, I want you to just kind of tell us who you are and a little bit about you, and we'll dive right in. Uh, my name is Tyler Anderson, and um, I'm, I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I'm a daddy of two. Um, I have a six-year-old son, actually, his birthday was just a couple weeks ago. Um, and then I have a, she'll be uh, a three-year-old daughter named Kylie. So daddy of two beautiful kids. Uh, everybody says they look like me all the time. So um, definitely a blessing. Um, I am a local, we make uh tables uh the company i work at so uh we make like the bedside tables for like hospitals stuff like that um so just a factory job but i love it to death and uh i wouldn't i like working with my hands and staying busy so definitely a blessing there um and then kind of just the thing that's kind of been around my story is uh i just started a uh clothing line or organization uh i hope one day it'll be like a nonprofit. Uh, kind of a nationwide thing, but start out small. That's how all good things start out. So um, it's called The Story Isn't Over. Um, and it was kind of just a, I kind of got the name. Actually, I was listening to a Jeremy Camp song. He's a Christian artist. And he was saying, um, there's a song called uh, The Story's Not Over. So I kind of just switched the words a little bit to make it mine. And um, that's kind of where I got that from. Um, so obviously my heart is, behind mental health, um, kind of my story. You want me to go into my story or? Yeah, you can go ahead and just dive in and let us know like what things have you personally faced that maybe have like driven you to create this sure. clothing line. Um, so, so really just the heart behind it is um, back in 2018. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff led up to it. I was born a pound 12 ounces when I was born. Um, uh, so I was born three months early. Uh, I was supposed to be born in actually on leap day in 1991, but I was born at the end of November. So, um, so I was born that. And then um, actually my mom was a, a, t a senior in high school. So a teenage mom at that. Um, and then my biological dad, uh, I wasn't really close with him. Didn't really know him that much, um, but he ended up abandoning me and my mom when I was young. Um, so I kind of took that hard, even growing up. Um, I always kind of put it on my shoulders, like, what did I do wrong? But honestly, I didn't do anything wrong. I was four or five years old. So, um, 
Um, and then, so leading up to all that, and then I was, when I was nine, I was sexually abused. Um, so just a lot of trauma in childhood that I took with me to my adulthood um, and just didn't transpire over well. I handled my emotions very unhealthily. Um, so when I went dark, I went dark real fast. So, um, so all that being said, 2018, it was, um, it's not necessarily that I wanted to die. Um, but suicide was the only thing that I thought could end it. Um, the emotional pain. Obviously I had a lot to live for. I had two beautiful kids. Um, but at that point I just, the pain was just too much. So that, that's what I thought was the answer. Um, so it was June, uh, June 10th. I planned it out. I wasn't going to tell anybody. Um, so I planned it out. Uh, I woke up June 11th, just like a normal day um, to keep it as normal as possible. So nobody else would suspect. Um, so June 11th, I was driving to work um, and I wanted to be conscious of, I still had that in my mind beat of others to not hurt somebody else, just myself. So um, basically, long story short, I, like I said, it was in June, so it was a, a warm summer morning. Um, I was driving down the freeway, took my car up to about 100, 120, unbuckled, and I attempted to roll my car. So I took the wheel, jerked it. I can still visually, vividly remember it, um, the sounding of the tires. So my car ended up doing a couple donuts, um, and then I landed upright on the four tires. Um, thank God I wasn't hurt. Um, I ended up landing in a ditch, and it wasn't like a small ditch. It was um, here in Wisconsin, we kind of have ditches where they're like uh, eight feet from the actual concrete. Um, so I ended up landing in there. Um, at that point, uh, like I said, I was unhurt, but I, uh, I called 911. I said, hey, I attempted to flip my car. Um, two officers came. Um, two of the more compassionate officers I've ever dealt with, um, which was awesome. They asked me how I was doing, stuff like that. Um, so then I got transferred by ambulance. I had to be medically cleared. And then um, I ended up getting transferred to a mental health facility. Um, I was inpatient for about a week. Um, and then I was outpatient for about three months. So a lot of soul searching that time, a lot of, um, doctor visits, stuff like that. So, um, that's kind of where my heart is behind my movement. Um, and then, um, uh, me just being honest about it. Cause I, I think I say it all the time on social media. I see it when I'm interviewed like this, but if it just helps one person, it's worth it to me. So. Um, and I, I've been told countless times, um, I posted something on Facebook maybe six weeks ago. It was my story. It was in a, in a, it was in a group and I posted my story about my suicide attempt. Um, and then just encourage people to you know, be honest, get help because it's real. Um, the response was crazy. I think it had like 40,000 likes thousand comments but that none of that matters to me numbers don't matter to me it's truly about life change so um but there was this one particular bunch of people reached out to me privately but there was this one particular individual um it was a younger gal um and she said that she 
had um, bottle of pills lined up. She was going to take them. And she saw my story and chose to stay. And like I said, just one person that then it's worth it to me, but especially like a story like that. Um, so it's humbling for me to be able to share my story and, um, you know, for um, it to be used in a great way. So it takes a lot of guts, though. It takes a lot of guts to be vulnerable like that and share it and, and share it so openly. And the people that you couldn't help if you weren't willing to share it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Seeing all those people that just enjoy your positivity and, you know, your, your drive and your focus to help touch other people with your story is um, captivating. And I'm so grateful to have people like that that are willing to share their story and, you know, turn it around. So how, how did you go from how, how did that transition work for you? So how did you go from like that dark place to then transitioning to where I'm going to tell my story and help people? How did that transpire? Um, honestly, um, so I, I had the attempt in June, got the help that I needed. Still was struggling for quite some time, still after that. Um, not No attempts, no. Um, so all that was behind me, but still was struggling. Um, and actually the thing that turned my life or made it click for me was, um, I actually got divorced and, uh, wasn't a fault by anybody just kind of mutually parted ways. Um, and at that point, um, so I got divorced in Jan, ended January, February. I had never been, I got married right when I, I uh, when I was young, uh, like 19, 20 years old, I was married for seven years. I was very dependent on my ex-wife uh, emotionally and stuff like that. So um, at that point, um, it was just me. <laughs> um, and at that point, like I said, I was dependent on her emotionally. So at that point, I had to figure it out myself. Um, obviously, I had my two kids, my parents, stuff like that. But, you know, there's a lot of dark... Uh, nights where I would stare at the ceiling and have to answer hard questions for myself. Um, you know, I say it on social media as well. I, I'm, like I said, I'm an open book. I talk about everything because I'm not the one I'm struggling with, with whether it's a divorce, mental health. Um, so I wear my heart on my sleeve. But uh, anyways, um, so my divorce, I say it, um, it, it didn't break me. It made me. And, uh, um, you know, I was trying to get married or not the goal isn't to get divorced. Um, but I, I think that's truly what saved my life. And, um, you know, we co-parent well now for the kids and we get along well. So, um, so that's really what changed me. Like I said, I had, I had to start learning how to love myself. And mm. uh, if you can't love yourself, then I don't think you can truly love others as well. So, cause it starts with you. Um, Amen. So that's, that's kind of where it, change for me that was kind of the light bulb moment if you want to call it Uh, and I I, I'm pretty humble but I I I truly proud of myself for doing that um I didn't think that a usually a divorce I mean if I was in my mindset if I wasn't able to accept and love myself I maybe would have gone down that same path but um I didn't and that's kind of where it turned around for me so and that 
that was that was like 18 months ago so um and i haven't had a haven't had a suicidal thought in 18 months which is wow that's amazing that's really cool and so what advice would you give someone that's struggling you know those 2000 comments you had on that feed you know who who is this message for i mean you know who needs to what what would you tell someone if you were to tell them something about you know they're stuck in that dark place and how would you tell them that there is light on the other side and that they can get through it yeah i think uh i think a lot of times especially with mental health um that's kind of where my heart is obviously i'm for for everything but mental health is my big drive just because i i know and i can speak about it um i think for mental health obviously there's we're doing a lot better Stigma-wise, uh, we still got a long way to go, but I think, and I think even even now, 18 months after my attempt, I'm still learning and truly trusting this realization. But like, there's not there's not a magic fix for it. It's not like let's say you go to the doctor and you have a broken bone. Let's say you have a broken arm. The doctor looks on the X-ray. Oh yeah, it snapped in half. Okay, we have to put a pin in it or whatever you have to do for it. Um, but with mental health, it's a lot, it's a lot more complex. It's a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, what works for me may not work for somebody else because everybody's journey is their journey. So, um, so I think that's an important thing for people to realize like, Hey, it's, and it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, I struggled for 10 years. Um, so I, it's not going to happen overnight. There's not a, there's not a magic answer. So, uh, I think, the thing that I try to tell people a lot is just one day at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get, if you get, if you just got out of bed and you put clothes on and you do your makeup and that's all you do, if you're struggling, then give yourself a round of applause and and celebrate that. Celebrate the small stuff and you know, keep walking forward, even if it's baby steps. Um, yeah. I like that. And if you have a bad day, then that's okay. Except, and that's one thing that I've been working on too. Um, and I think a lot of people resonate with that on social media or with my posts and stuff is, Hey, you're going to have a bad day. It's human to have, even with suicidal thoughts, like you're not a bad person for having those, mm-hmm. but it's what you do with those thoughts afterwards that truly counts. Um, so acknowledging, Hey, I'm human. I can feel this way. Um, but then doing something about it. And, uh, yeah, for sure. I love that. Okay. So I have a question for you. Um, so, with your videos that you make, how does that affect your mood? I just feel like some of those, um, you just always seem so like amped and happy and, um, and you may not necessarily be, I'm not saying that that's what you're feeling, but that's what it looks like. But what do you have to say about your body moving in that way? Um, and how that affects you? Yeah, it's been an interesting, uh, um, first TikTok and even just videos in general. Um, so my dad was a videographer for, um, or my stepdad was, um, which I call dad. We have a close relationship, which is pretty cool. Um, he was a videographer for many of years. Um, so I kind of grew up around that. Um, and then on TikTok, it's obviously video, but then it's music and music is my lifesaver. Like I, I can't, I mean, maybe I can think I can sing, but um i can't sing but um i can move i can move around 
Um, I can show my smile, which everybody likes. Um, but music just does something for me, um, especially country music. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, in those videos, I'm genuine. Like, there's some videos where I'm happy and good. Um, and then there's other videos where I kind of put a spin on it where, like for my divorce, for instance, there's a Sam Hunt song, uh, Break Up in a Small Town. So it's a song about a breakup, but then I put a spin on it like, hey, you can you can not let this define you. You can use mm -hmm. it. Um, so I kind of do that. Um, but yeah, the videos, you know, I tell my girlfriend all the time, like, like I make two to three TikToks a uh, day, but like they help me and they, mm -hmm. they help my self-confidence. And I'm not like, I'm confident, but like I'm humble about it. Like I'm not, I'm not arrogant about it, but like I, I love who I am and I've accepted who I am. And if people can't accept it, then that's on them. And that's not a reflection on me. So yeah, um, yeah no, the videos are, um, that's been crazy too. I started it less. I kind of just joined it just, kind of because it was a thing or trendy thing um and I think I have almost 40,000 followers on there um oh, one, of my, one of the Dylan Scott videos I did went I think it had almost 250,000 views like I said the views don't matter but like that's pretty cool that I went yeah per se so um so yeah I got a following on there and I try to just be the same way I'm on Facebook in real life stuff like that so yeah I I definitely feel like the energy is totally um it it perpetuates into my daily life you know when I see those I'm like oh my gosh yes so I definitely think it influences other people for sure yeah and sure. I am all about um moving our bodies in in yeah. positive ways because it definitely can affect our mood in my opinion for sure so oh yeah for sure that's awesome okay so what how how has your self-worth journey been I mean how do you get to the point, how have you gotten to the point of, you know, practicing more self-love and, you know, making sure that that's um, a priority to you or important to you? How have you navigated that? Um, self-love. You said it started after my divorce. Um, just, I had a love who I was and yeah. What it was. Um, so a lot of stuff was self-hate um, towards myself. Uh, there was some self-harm as well. Um, so it's just, um, and I, I think loving myself or learning to love myself gives me the better capacity to love somebody else, like my girlfriend or my kids or strangers or, um, and I think that's where a lot of my honesty comes from um, is yeah. to help other people. Like I said, I don't do it for numbers. I don't do it for comments or likes. That's nice, but like I said, if it helps one person, it's worth it to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Sounds like it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think self-love is is huge because um, mm -hmm. nobody knows you like you know you. And, um, and like I said, at the end of the day, if people can't love me for me, then that's on them. I don't, I don't lose any sleep over it. Yeah. I don't lose... Um, yeah, it's just it changes your capacity though, you're right, to oh, for sure. love more deeply when we can yeah. fully accept ourselves. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So um what do you do to kind of keep your mental health in check then? You know, what are some things that you're like, if I don't do this, then my day definitely is significantly influenced negatively if I don't kind of 
do these practices? Uh, the big one for me is, uh, I think especially for being a male too, is just telling how I feel good or bad. Um, mm. I think a lot of times in society, men specifically are told to like man up, um, don't cry, suck it up, you're a man, be strong. And I don't, I don't believe in that stereotype or thinking. Um, obviously, we're, we're human, uh, male or female. And um, so, like I said, being open with how I feel, whether it's my girlfriend, my parents, anybody I'm talking to. Um, cause that was, that was my struggle in the past too. I bottled everything in and then mm-hmm. the thoughts just got really dark. So, um, I journal a lot. Um, not sometimes physically journal, but also just writing feelings on like my notes on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge for me. Um, and everybody says I should write a book. So maybe that's in the works too, but, uh, yeah, writing just comes naturally to me. Like I always got like. A's in English and um, so that's just that's a gift that I've been given and um, so uh, journaling um, and I think just being intentional about um, my thoughts um, obviously uh, there's going to be thoughts of sadness and depression and stuff come in but um, I think that's one thing I've learned that I've been in treatment a bunch of times um but that's what they teach you in there it's just being like like i said you're human to feel those things but what you do so one of the things that they taught me which i do pretty often is um it's called um thought challenge so let's say you have a bad thought come in your mind it doesn't even have to be suicidal just whatever thought um so then you take that thought and you 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 basically evidence or you put evidence towards it like hey, how much truth is this to this thought or is it just like my mind telling me that? Um, That's kind of a a cool way for me is to, hey, no, that's like, no, there's no evidence towards that. Like, okay, reframe my thinking. So, um, so yeah, that's. It's crazy how many like rabbit holes you can get down with that one thought that has no truth at all to it. And then you just start spiraling. It's insane. I love that though. That's a really good point. Okay. So any books, motivational people, speakers, anything that you just like love that. Um, there is, um, there's an organization. I'm sure people know them. Uh, it's called to write love in our arms. Um, so basically it's a, it's a mental health organization, huge, huge worldwide, uh, started in 2000, it was six or seven kind of like myspace days yeah there you go <laughs> anyways the founder of it uh jamie tortowski he's got a book it's called if you feel too much and it's more of a, just like a kind of his thoughts on a paper but he's very honest kind of like i am that's kind of where i learned it from too um so him and then there's a guy named trevor mohead he's actually um russell wilson the seattle seahawks quarterback uh, his mental conditioning coach and his book is called it takes what it takes and it kind of just um his huge thing is neutral thinking um so you have negative thinking and then you have positive thinking um so he, he's kind of right in the middle so not not like ignoring the facts of the reality but then not like trying to be hopeful about it too so um that book is really good i i like that book a lot 
Um, and then those are kind of the two big guys. Um, and then just really anybody that's just um, down to earth, um, honest, yeah. stuff like that. So okay, those are awesome, and I will. Um, get those names from you and I'm going to put that in the um, notes in the podcast below so that you listeners can um, be able to click the link and find those people in the books and stuff so that you can get motivated and inspired too. So, um, okay. So I have a couple more questions. So one is my business is called Harness Your Power. And I always like to ask people what Harness Your Power means to you. So, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's, that's a cool name. Um, mm -hmm. It just means, for me personally, um, like we all have our story, we have our power. Um, I think that's where a lot of power is, is in our story and our uniqueness as a human being. So like embracing that, harnessing it, um, just embracing that truth of your story and who you are. Um, no one else can play your part. Um, there's only one Tyler Anderson <laughs> and just embracing who you are as an individual and your story. Um, and don't be afraid to tell your story. Um, well, like I said, I, I didn't think my story would make a huge impact and it's making, it's saving lives. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that definition. I like the thing that you said, there's a lot of power in our stories. And I love that because oftentimes we hide our stories because um, there's ugly parts to it and it's, or it's painful or the trauma or whatever. And, but that's made you who you are. And, you know, going forward, you don't have to necessarily continue on, you know, continue that trauma. You can learn and, you know, progress because of that trauma, because of that story. And just that, you know, your experiences, my experiences have given us power to connect and empathize with different people that had we not had those experiences, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to, it wouldn't be relevant. It wouldn't make sense. I love that definition. Yay. I am so excited. I have that recorded because I'm going to listen to it over and over because that was really, really good. Thank you for sharing that. And then anything else you, um, so Maybe um, let our listeners know where they can find um, your, your stuff, where they can buy your shirts, right? Is that what you have so far? Yeah, just... Um, My story isn't over yet, right? Yep, yeah. uh, the story isn't the over. The story, the story isn't over. Okay. The website is storiesnotover.com. Okay. Um, like I said, awesome. it's, it's on t-shirts, but then I got uh, links on there for like, Kind of crisis thing so there's the suicide prevention line awesome um, i got a blog on there i post a few blogs on there um, okay and then kind of some self-care tips that i feel have worked for me like i said they're not always going to work for everybody else but yeah throw them out here because maybe somebody's got similar personality to me so never know awesome. um so yeah Okay, I will post all those links below. So I'm going to post the links to your social media, to your, you know, your blog and your, um, your store and then the books and then so they can have all that good stuff 
um, linked below. So thank you so much for your time and your story and your vulnerability and who you are like online and offline because it's making waves and I'm grateful to have been affected by it. So yeah. thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to know more about what I do with horses, empowering other people, and helping them heal from past experiences, please visit my website at harnessyourpower.org to schedule a free consultation call. And I will talk to you about your goals and your um, barriers and how we can achieve those goals and if my services are a good fit for you. Have a great day.